Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to the We Podcast, where we speak, we grow, we rise. I'm your host, Sarah Moneres. The We Podcast is a part of the We Spot, where we are passionate about creating community and providing a space for speaking authentic truth, growing together, and rising above challenges and into the full power of all we were created to be. You are listening to episode number 41. In this episode, I get to chat with the wonderful Bethel Jerichek. Bethel was a former paralegal before discovering her true passion. Now a mother of four and trained esthetician, Bethel once struggled to find a chemical-free cream to help with her son's eczema. She took matters into her own hands, experimenting with approximately a hundred or so different recipes before she found one that soothed his regular outbreaks. As a result, Bethel channeled her passion for effective natural products into the creation of affordable, natural, and organic skincare. Today, this passion is known as Green Eyed Grace Professional Skincare. Its comprehensive line of pure, all-natural products are sold in Northern Colorado boutiques, as well as Natural Element Skin Spa and on the online store. Bethel is a great friend of mine and it was fun to be able to talk with her. We get to hear her early story of becoming a mom at 15 and many of the hardships that she faced on the way to launching her own product line and where she is now with a wonderful family and thriving and growing business. Her perseverance in life and determination to create what she needed and help her children is truly inspirational. I can't wait for you to hear her story. All right, here we go. Here is my interview with Bethel. Okay, welcome to this episode of the We Podcast. Yay! (laughs) I have Bethel Jiracek. You're like one of my good friends, and I don't even know how to say it. No, you said it right. That's good. Okay, okay. (laughs) Here with me today, and I'm really, really excited to be able to chat with her. This has been a long time coming, and I'm happy you're here. Thanks. Yeah. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So let's start out, I usually like to start out with just talking a little bit about how we know each other. Yeah. Well, neighbors first, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, you come to see me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beth gives me eyebrows. Bethel <laughs> gives me eyebrows. It's amazing. My eyebrows are clear without her, so... <laughs> seeing you yeah yeah so and I think there's other connections that we have I I can't even remember all of them now but Mm -hmm. um friends of friends and yeah we've known each other for a while yeah Mm -hmm. we met at a neighborhood function Mm -hmm. and I feel like it was like instantly like oh I like you let's be friends yeah Yeah. we're like in the corner for most of the night talking yeah (laughs) yes we also share the same love for decorating and redoing furniture and that kind of thing yeah yeah Yeah. I love your style oh I love yours thanks 
So let's talk about you. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's not your favorite thing. No, I'm pretty private. (laughs) Uh Yes, which has been my mission, I feel like, for a while to pull you out of the privateness. Yes, (laughs) you do a good job. (laughs) here you are I'm here yeah so as you know the we podcast is really all about speaking our truth telling our story um especially I love highlighting successful women in business also because I think you have a very successful business it's growing it's amazing I can't wait for you to talk about that too but uh, I think that a lot of times people think they only see like the end result right and they don't know the background yeah um, yeah and that's why I love this because we get to kind of tell people the background yeah and and where you've been and where you've come from and how you've ended up to here today yeah Great. (laughs) (laughs) So start out by telling me where you grew up. Well, I grew up um, when I was really little. I was in Wellington. And then my parents divorced and I was in Fort Collins for quite some time. Um, And I eventually moved to Greeley for my husband. So I'm pretty much from Fort Collins originally, I guess you could say. Okay, yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, Fort Collins is good. Yeah. Yeah, so those are both in Colorado for those of yeah. you who are listening yeah. and who might not know. <laughs> right, yes, I am a Coloradoan. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So how old were you when your parents got divorced? So I was just going into kindergarten, so I was about five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my... My dad moved in with my mom, um, who had two children from a previous relationship, um, and their father died tragically in a fire. So my dad kind of moved in, it's my understanding, um, to kind of help out, and they ended up being together. And then they had me and my sister, Rachel, who I'm closest to. And after that, after their separation, um, my dad met my stepmom very quickly after that separation. The divorce was not final. Mm-hmm. Um, and she moved in with two children of her own. And then they had a child down the road. And we also adopted, a chi- they adopted another child that had always been at the house, just a friend of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were eight siblings total. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And where are you in the mix? You're in the middle? I am in the middle, yes. But my I ended up kind of being the oldest, I guess you could say, because my brother was like eight years older than me, and then my sister was um, four or five years older than me. But they were both kind of doing their own thing by the time my parents split and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. 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 Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, interesting mix. Yeah. <laughs> so, eight siblings. Mm-hmm. And are they all in Colorado now, or? Um, my brother is in Washington. Okay. Now. But mm-hmm. everybody else is here. Yeah. 
in Colorado anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nice big family. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> So you have one biological sister, sister, mm-hmm. and the rest are half, half or step. Okay. Yeah. 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 I can relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes it a little complicated, especially for um, holidays. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So do your parents still get along? No. No. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, they try. They try mm-hmm. to be civil. Okay. So, but, you know, mm-hmm. I think there could be some <laughs> progress in that department. <laughs> okay. Progress is needed. Yeah. I get it. Yes. <clears throat> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of them get along. Yeah. So tell me, I know a little bit because just of our conversations. Yeah. But uh, we have a similar history somewhat. Yeah. As far as being rebellious and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the things. Right. So having both having a child young, mm-hmm. even though I think you were younger than I was. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So lead us up. I want to know all the... Bit on the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> horrible. Um, well, you know, growing up, I actually I feel personally that I was a very agreeable child. <laughs> it was only in my teenage years that I really started acting out. Um, there were a couple of moments that I remember pretty well where I just had enough and I was done being agreeable. And so I started acting out pretty heavily. And one of those moments was, you know, I was being taken to school by my stepmom, and I don't know what happened, but there was some kind of an argument where usually I would just, you know, hold my tongue and do whatever they said. But I had just had it, and, um, you know, there was a lot of drinking and partying going on with all sets of parents, really, during that time. I mean, everyone was struggling at the Mm -hmm. time Uh, after, you know combining so many different households and just trying to make everything work I think there's just a lot of stress that went along with that and so I was on my way to to junior high one day and I was like I'm not going and everybody was like what uh-huh. uh, you're going to school and I was like no I'm really not I'm just not gonna go anymore uh-huh. <laughs> but I had like this plan about I'm just gonna go work somewhere and figure it out on my own and mm-hmm. um and I refused to get out of the car and uh they had to take me home like they didn't even know what to do with me because I'd never really rebelled in that way before mm-hmm. and so they had this big meeting with the school and I was really struggling very very introverted uh, and they decided they'd let me go half day to school mm-hmm. like that was how they got me to come back to school so I did that for a while but I still was rebelling pretty after that moment I was pretty much just really rebelling and um I'd walk out of class and just leave I mean I just did awful things and I started talking back to teachers and smoking and drinking and just just really not my best times mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um how old are you when you refused to go to school I think when that started around the time I was 14 13 14 mm-hmm and then I met a boy and um, decided that was my 
mission in life was just to get married and and get it get out you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) start my own life yeah and you know obviously was not very level-headed at the time um I did end up getting pregnant at 15 and that really disrupted the entire family because you know going from an agreeable child to acting out refusing to go to school anymore and then now pregnant but honestly I feel like that moment changed my life because it was at that time I realized I wanted a better life for my child, which made me have to be a better person in general. So um, I did start going to school. I started trying to learn as much as possible. I, um, I really tried to turn my life around, but I got extremely ill at the, with that pregnancy. Mm. Um, I was actually hospitalized a couple of times mm. because I was so ill. I was very young. And then also was not eating very well. So I was like 92 pounds or something when I got pregnant. And I got, um, it's called preeclampsia now. Back then they called it toxemia. Mm-hmm. But I was on bed rest from like four months on. Oh, just wow. extremely ill. Wow. Mm-hmm. Huh. So that did cause yeah. me to change my life. And I, so I feel like even though it was a really difficult time, it did it did um, bring me out of that scary road that I was on, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at a, at a young age, though, too, which is yeah. good. Like, I don't know. I was a little older when I got pregnant with Aubrey, and same thing. I feel like it brought me out also. Yeah. But I, not as quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like it was perfect, you know? <laughs> Right. Well, I think you you start to make those changes, but it's interesting because we we initially both you make the change for your child, yeah, and not for yourself. Yeah, and that's something you have to learn as well. Later on, you realize you actually have to make it for yourself. You can't make it for someone else because it's not sustainable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you do? I want to like, well, the family was pretty upset with me, obviously. Um, and basically I was told if you're going to do this and you make the decision to have the child, you're on your own. And so I decided early on that I would do whatever it took. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started working two jobs, you know, I, I did try to complete high school. It was really emotionally difficult and physically since I was very ill. I could, I had to drop out and I did get my GED, I think the year after I had had my son. Um, and then I quickly tried to figure out like what would be the easiest way to make a good income that was easiest on him. And so I got my administrative assistant certificate and I interned at the DA's office in Fort Collins and worked really hard. Um, and because of that, got a job at a, a law firm downstairs from the DA's office because they all knew each other. Mm-hmm. And I worked as a secretary and then they moved me up to legal assistant and then they ultimately asked me to manage the law firm. So I felt like, you know, that was 
I was in the right place then, um, but I worked all the time. And so it wasn't until, you know, years later that I decided I needed to follow my passion and really do something that was healthier for me, you know, as a person mm-hmm. and kind of reflected who I am inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry if I got off topic there. <laughs> oh, no, it's good. So that job, though, served a purpose for you at that time. Yeah. And so you were taking care of your son yeah. on your own. Yeah. Living in Fort Collins. Right. Yeah. It was hard. It was really hard. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of, a lot of hard times, especially in the beginning. Mm -hmm. We had to, um, my mom moved out and I was taking care of my little sister and a baby and my sister, my older sister actually went through a divorce and moved in with me. And that was another one of the hardest times I think we've been through. Mm -hmm. And we had to go on the mission for food a couple of times because we were so, like, even though I was working all the time and mm-hmm. I still had to get help. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you're, how old was your younger sister? Four years younger. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes you stronger (laughs) (laughs) true and it's true yes Mm -hmm. so did you reconcile with your family like in those days did they get used to the fact that you obviously were going to choose to yeah be a mom and oh yeah everything is really good now I mean they're of course happy with my decision and Mm -hmm. you know Mm mm-hmm and I, of course, now understand where they were coming from because I'm a mom now. <laughs> <laughs> and I can totally appreciate the shock and the concern mm-hmm. that was thrown at me mm-hmm. when I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And probably know a little better how you would handle it. Maybe differently. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We won't think about that. No, right? None of your children are having children at 15. Have... I hope not. Oh, man. Yeah. It is tough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you were managing the entire law office? Well, yes. Just as uh, as far as admin goes, you know. Mm-hmm. I, um, I just made sure that everyone was on track and that, like, health insurance was, you know, being done and that deadlines were being met and the filing system was working correctly, you know, so it's just like managing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that you said you worked really hard and I think that's key in yeah. so many things. Yeah. It really did make me who I was. Mm-hmm. And now being older and having worked hard most of my life I now am I struggle a little bit with slowing down because that has been the norm for so long Mm -hmm. but now I know the importance of that as well yeah finding that balance yeah Mm -hmm. for sure yeah Mm -hmm. so you were working at the law office 
You were, your sisters were living with you. Well, at that point, they weren't anymore. Oh, okay. Um, things did get a lot better and easier, you know, as mm-hmm. I grew. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I had my, you know, apartment and stuff by then, mm-hmm. by the time I was managing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And your son was getting older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe more self-sufficient yeah. at that point. <laughs> easier? Yeah. I don't know if it's ever easier. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, just different. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but the baby days, man, I, I remember being a single mom in the baby days. That was oh, oh so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Probably one of the hardest, loneliest times I've ever faced in my life yeah mm-hmm. yeah agreed I think baby stage can be very hard mm-hmm. very challenging yeah mm-hmm. yeah especially yeah. when you're working and right mm-hmm. I think even when you aren't working and you're married baby stage is hard yes <laughs> it is true and we've both experienced that as that well now yeah. Yeah. yeah I know so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's just a challenging time it's a different kind of hard yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Different stresses for sure. Yeah. I actually think I was more depressed after Logan was born than I was after Aubrey was born. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because with Aubrey I didn't have a choice. Right. It was like <laughs> you you don't have time yeah. to be depressed or down. You yeah. You keep going. How old were you when Aubrey was born? 20. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and I just kind of feel like when you're younger and you're ha- and you have a baby that like all you're thinking about is doing it the best you possibly can mm-hmm. and you just have like so much energy and drive you know <laughs> and you get through it so much easier than when like being older I'm like oh I totally got this you know like I've done this before it's gonna be so much easier mm-hmm. and then you do it and you're like this is still hard and now <laughs> I'm so older true. and I'm tired yes <laughs> exactly so mm-hmm. yeah it's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely thought it would be easier Yeah, with Logan, and it wasn't. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was not easier. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, move us forward. So, um, I did end up moving to Greeley for my husband. Um, so, when did you meet him? I met him really when the kids were young. I mean, all of our... Um, we used to hang out like in a mutual group of friends, but we were both unavailable, you know, and so it was just more of a like, hey, how's it going? And we were friends, but there was nothing there. Mm-hmm. Our kids, though, on the other hand, just hung out as much as possible when they would see each other when we were in this big group. Mm-hmm. And they got along like amazingly. So. A time came along several several years after that when I think we our kids were like hanging out when they were like eight maybe eight years old mm-hmm. but several years after that it turns out we we're both available and so our kids were like ten and a half then eleven maybe and um, <laughs> my husband asked me if wanted to do a play date mm-hmm. so. <laughs> <laughs> so I go on this play date, you know, and um, 
and it was great. Like the kids had such a great time. And so uh, then I think it was a couple weeks later, he was like, well, do you want to go, you know, eat somewhere? And I'm like, well, you know, my son's in school. Like, <laughs> and he's like, no, just us. So <laughs> you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> At, like a date, <laughs> but I didn't say that. I just kind of like was like, well, whatever, we're just friends. So, um, you know, we went and ate and then after a while, um, we had, we were just talking normally and then something came up where I was like, wait, are you trying to date me? You know, it's like, just so naive. Right? <laughs> he's like, I'm trying. <laughs> so yeah, it was great, but he's very charming. And mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, obviously it led to better things, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were friends first. Yeah. For and, quite some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I moved here and we, you know, moved in together and, and then the rest is history and we weren't going to have more children, you know, we, oh, you we, weren't? yeah, no, I had my stepdaughter and my son and we were going to just, you know, travel and, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and then, you know, I don't know, after we got married, I was like, yeah, no, I think we should have one. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> So how old were you when you guys got married? Oh, gosh. I think it's been 10 years. He'll be mad at me because I can never remember. (laughs) (laughs) It's in my ring. Um, Hmm. So we were married in 07. So ever since then. But we were together for like three years or something before we got married, I think. So it's been a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So your son was around 11. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, your kids, I am assuming, were happy. Yeah. I mean, it's always a transition when you're blending a family. So, um, it definitely took some time. And I feel like that is just the way it is with any family, where you just have, like, some hard times and some easier times. And it was really, really easy at first. And then it seemed like it got harder. And then we worked some stuff out. And then, you know... the hard thing about it is that both of our kids were almost teenagers, you know, when we got married. And so they had a lot of just teenage feelings about things. Mm-hmm. So it made it challenging yeah. for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Teenagers are challenging. When everything's perfect. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So. Mhm. Mhm. And then blending the family and adding those dynamics. Yeah. I think makes things it adds another level of challenge. Or, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Mhm. But yeah. So you have two more kids, mm-hmm. and they are seven and ten, and they're awesome. Yeah. yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so you've just kind of gone along in it is kind of like maybe earlier in your life you did everything the opposite of what everybody else wanted you to do or what was like the the traditional path right 
And now it feels like maybe you got on more of a traditional path. Yeah, I'm very traditional, <laughs> which is so weird that, like, I guess, but I'm not completely traditional. I mean, like, my my skincare and my spa yeah. is, like, organic, and that is kind of away from the norm mm-hmm. of what is typical, especially around here. Right. So I don't always go down the normal road, yeah. I guess you could say. But right. I am very traditional. Like, I do very much want a strong family, you know, that has faith and is grounded in that. And so I do want all those things, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I think most of us... Most of us do. Right. Like, that's essentially what most people are striving for. Yeah. And I think it's good to know, though, too, like, that path doesn't always start out exactly like it's It's supposed to. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I think what happens, and, you know... uh, I can't tell you how many people have come to me after they've heard my story mm-hmm. and been like, oh my gosh, like, I can connect with you so much more now. Yeah. Or I I, um, I had no idea. Because people, they look from the outside, and I think we all do this as humans. We look yeah. at other people and we project, like, right. the perfect scenario. Yeah. And we don't know the things that have been hard that people have come through. Yeah. I, I agree with that, for sure. And I don't know why I have such a hard time. I don't open that door for very many people, you know. Mm-hmm. And maybe because it is pretty messy that past is pretty messy you know mm-hmm. so yeah but I do think it helps others mm-hmm. connect because we all have mess in our past right you know yes mm-hmm. for sure yeah mm-hmm. I think it's hard to get to a place where you start opening the door because there's all kinds of things yeah that tell us to keep that door shut right mm-hmm yeah it's yeah. true. What do you think is the biggest reason why you've wanted to keep it shut in the past? And you're not now, because here you are on the podcast, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and I do... There is still a level that I do keep very private, um, mostly just because it's who I am, and I do feel like the connections that I have are very special, and I don't ever want to... I don't know, I kind of want to keep that sacred. I feel like there is a place where you just keep some things private because it's a sacred place to do that. Like, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of my relationships are, you know, like that, where people can share things with me and I can share things with them and it's not going to go any further than mm-hmm. that. Right. You know, I feel like we all need, we all need to have those relationships. And with social media, I think it's important to be careful because it's so public. Everything's so public now. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, you know, um, I do feel like, and you have taught me a lot as well, you know, like, especially with having a business, people do want to know who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, why should we support you? Right. You know, and if you don't explain, like, for example, why I am natural and organic, then they probably are just like, 
okay, anyway, let me go. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, you know, totally. I do think it helps mm-hmm. people connect. Yeah. For sure. Yes, 100%. And mm-hmm. I think it helps people connect too. And I totally agree. Like, there's a time and a place to share certain things. Yeah. And also, for certain things, people have to earn the right to yeah. to hold that space with right. you. Right. And and some things aren't for everyone. And I think to know to some extent where you've been, where you've come from, what you've come through, also just who you are at your core, mm-hmm. that's really what people that is what people connect with. Yeah. It helps people to see wow, like I thought Bethel was just totally perfect. <laughs> well, <laughs> cats out of egg. <laughs> now everyone knows. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're not. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad you're not either. Thanks. <laughs> but it's true. It allows people to connect with you in a, in a totally different way. Yeah. 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 So tell us a little bit about, um, this is probably a good segue into your, your products Uh, that, that was, I kind of want to know a little bit more about the story behind how all of this was kind of born. Well, yeah. So after I had, um, my son, my youngest son, um, we had a lot of trouble just with like ear infections and um, eczema and he was sick all the time and like just some behavioral issues and we really struggled with trying to figure out what the heck to do and how to help him and um, he got RSV when he was like two months old it was mm-hmm. just scary that you know scary. I was up all night for days days and nights mm-hmm. just you know worrying about him and so that was definitely a trying time where I was in and out of the doctor's office all the time. I mean, they, everyone knew my name there. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on antibiotics and Tylenol and um, just, we were at the ER a couple of times and there were no real solutions. It was always like, well, you know, he's just, he got sick or... You know, he just keeps getting ear infections. We're we're sure if he's going to grow out of it, you know. And I was very frustrated as a parent. And eventually, at like eight months old, I said, we need to do something different. I can't keep putting him on antibiotics. This can't be good for him. Mm -hmm. And so they um, suggested tubes in the ears, which is very young for a child to get tubes. But uh, we did it, and we talked to the ear, nose, and throat doctor who was like, why is he still on cow's milk? Like because at that point, we were doing like a formula that was like a milk-based mm-hmm. formula. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, you know, you need to go completely off milk. You know, so there were like all these different things I was trying. I saw some good results from some things, some awful results from others. I had terrible advice and okay advice. Like, so... Um, when I was like at my wits end, I finally decided to go to a holistic doctor and Mm -hmm. I was not into that at the time. Like I was like, this is ridiculous, but I'll try it because I just don't know what else to do. Right. 
And we went, and my son wasn't feeling well that day. And the doctor did some, like, weird hand movement stuff, like, with his arms, you know? Mm -hmm. and muscle, they, like the yeah, muscle testing? Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he did, like, this, like, light beam on his stomach. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I am like, what am I doing here? <laughs> and it was, but then all of a sudden, it was, like, the first time my son felt better. And he was, like, completely calm. And so because of the way he reacted to that um, treatment, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. what happened, um, I was like, I will do whatever you say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, I want you to remove corn from his diet. And so, and I don't know, you know, like, food allergies are very difficult Corn is not a normal, typical, like, thing you get to remove from food. So I had to do a lot of research because corn, there's a lot of different forms, especially in processed food. So, like, maltodextrin and dextrose, and there's corn syrup, and there's corn starch, and there's, like, all these different types of corn. Mm. So basically, I had to start making everything from scratch. And that was... that. It, Kind of, I kind of got obsessed. <laughs> so, I was like making tortilla, my own tortillas, and I was making um, my own bread. I everything we ate was basically from scratch, and I saw a huge difference in his um, in everything. We, the ear infections subsided. He started feeling better. He started, you know, behavior was better, and then. But the eczema kind of remained. It got better, mm. but it didn't go away. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was working at a law firm in um, Johnstown, but also was going to school to be an esthetician, you know, and I had got my license. So I knew a lot about skincare, and I was really upset that I couldn't like figure it out mm. because the doctors kept prescribing like the um like the steroid the steroid creams mm -hmm. and it would clear up for a while but then it would come right back and then it, sometimes it would come back worse mm. and so I finally decided to start looking at the ingredients in our everyday products as well and that's when I started obsessing over making your own products so I made our I made my own cleaners I made my own laundry detergent <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I made every single product pretty much you can think of um, that you put on your body uh -huh. as well. Yeah. And it went away. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, and I couldn't, um, the only thing I couldn't figure out was lotion. Because I made a skin oil for him and that cleared it up. But I couldn't figure out a lotion that would work. So I obsessed over making lotion for probably an entire year like not even kidding I had so many different batches of lotion that I made that um, I started writing them down because they were like it was getting ridiculous like <laughs> I had them separate they were lumpy I had them turn on me they got moldy like <laughs> mm -hmm. I had so many bad ones and then finally they started to like slowly get better and I think it was like batch 86 was the one that finally worked and so I started using it on like the whole family mm -hmm. and my friends mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then it just kind of grew from there I, I actually 
around that same time decided to open up my my spa Mm -hmm. and I needed a skincare line to put into the spa Mm -hmm. and I tried a bunch of different lines but they were too expensive for people to buy and I didn't like the ingredients and so I was like okay well I'm just gonna do my own skincare line then Mm -hmm. and that has been a road yeah yeah it's not as easy as you think it's a lot of work Mm -hmm. but yeah that's the background it's amazing so yeah gosh I could do we could talk forever just about food allergies yeah uh it's it's crazy it is yeah and it's really difficult to pinpoint Mm -hmm. what's happening yeah yeah Yeah. because it's really not corn we've discovered that it's not it's more processed foods Mm. that we need to avoid because Mm -hmm. um he can have organic corn and be fine okay Um, as long as it's not you know, altered in any way, mm-hmm. then it's, he doesn't react to that at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the surprising thing about changing his diet is we all had to change our diet as well, because you can't like, especially for a kid, you can't expect them to eat all this food and then you're eating Oreos. Right. Them, you know, <laughs> like that's not okay. <laughs> and so, um, we, we all went on the diet he was on mm-hmm. and all of us felt better. So mm-hmm. it was beneficial for the whole family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did you get your husband on board with that? Well, I think he's a closet eater. <laughs> he buys Doritos at the gas station. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, he. I'm kidding. Sorry, any of your listeners. <laughs> but like, I um, know your secret. Sometimes I come home and I'm like, my stomach hurts, and I'm like. What did you eat for lunch today? Uh-huh. You know, and he's like, nothing. It wasn't the Baconator, you know, like <laughs> every time. Yeah, I'm like I know what you had for lunch today. It wasn't good. <laughs> so that's yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. But he mm. tries. He does. He does really. Um, I think he's very happy with it in general. I think mm-hmm. we all miss. We all miss Doritos. I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, but. Yeah. There's definitely alternatives that we've found that are pretty good and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. 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 That's one thing I always love talking to you about is you are so good with alternatives. Like, yeah. you still eat. Well, I get chocolate every time I come into yeah. your... Who can live without chocolate? <laughs> like, you just figure out the one you can eat. Right. <laughs> Make do. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That means some, someday you'll have to do like an alternatives list, like on your website well, or something. Well, I had one for a while. Oh, did you? For um, moms that have to avoid corn. I had a big old list for them. Oh. Um, but I've kind of gotten away from it because we do eat like pure corn now Mm -hmm. you know it's Mm -hmm. just there's not very many people that are on a chemical free diet right (laughs) so yeah we're again not quite the norm there i i feel like it's catching on a little bit though with the whole like plant-based yeah yeah uh, I do think diets that's good. that are happening for now sure. mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting because I've, I've done the plant diet mm-hmm. I I kind of fell off the wagon during the holidays but it's really hard climbing back on <laughs> yeah but I, one of my friends is doing it too and she was here and she ate like a cookie mm-hmm. from 
the grocery store, she's like, I can taste the preservatives in yeah, that. You can. And I'm like, what? And I, it's, you totally can. Like yeah. once you have stopped Are eating all of it? that. Yeah. Yeah. They don't taste as good. It's, it's amazing yeah. how immune you become to it though when yeah. you're eating it all the and time. And you crave it. Like studies have been done. I did a lot of research on corn syrup because that was the biggest trigger for us. Um, and studies have shown that it's like an addiction. Your mind is addicted to that that ingredient. Mm, like especially mm-hmm. high fructose corn syrup is highly addictive. Yeah. And when you stop eating it, you will crave that corn syrup mm. for several days mm-hmm. until you get past it. You know. Yeah. It's, it's real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know just in my practice too, with lots of kids, um, and and the research out there showing that like dyes are linked to ADHD and all of these things that are causing issues. I won't let Logan have dyes and he gets so mad at me like every now and then. And it's like a joke in our house because he would love to have a red Gatorade. Oh, yeah. Have you ever made it? I've totally made it. You drink. have? Yeah. You're going to have to tell me. Yeah. Well, they weren't They weren't quite as good. But we can figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's red. Yeah. And, and it I doesn't have, have red dye. Coloring. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's like beetroot powder. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. So it. that's, we're doing that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like a constant argument in our house. Can oh I just gosh. please have the red Gatorade? Just I get the container. No. And you just fill it up. <laughs> That is perfect. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But one day he had, I I don't, we were out and about, I don't even remember what we were doing. Oh, we were at a softball game and one of his friends bought oh. him a red Powerade. Oh gosh. And I was like crawling in my skin, but didn't say anything. I'm like, whatever, yeah. it's fine. He can have it. Oh my gosh. Did you have a horrible night? Yes. <laughs> And now it's like a joke in our house. You cannot have red dye because yeah. even he recognized it within well, his own good. self. See, that's, yeah. that's like the number one thing. If yeah. he can figure out like how he responds, then it's yeah. helpful. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Well, that's so good. I just love, mm, I love all of your knowledge, and I love that y- you – refuse to settle for what people were telling you even yeah though you knew like you knew within yourself mm-hmm. it wasn't right and there was a better way and you yeah. had to keep trying to seek that yeah and eventually you found it yeah thanks yeah that was a that was a struggle but I am glad mm-hmm. we went through it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so now you have a whole product line yes and we keep growing it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now we're obsessing over that. <laughs> <laughs> There's always something, yeah. <laughs> hey, at least it's positive. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So your product line is called Green Eyed Grace. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Thanks. Yes. And I need to buy lotion from you tomorrow, so really. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of the lotion. Well, Amy and I just made a whole bunch, so. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So people can find your products on your website? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get a little more into that. I'm skipping ahead oh, a little. Oh, okay. So 
after this kind of all you saw it was working you saw it was doing good mm -hmm. and then it's just kind of been has it been a natural progression yeah and it just has slowly slowly grown um it is a dream come true for me i have always wanted to have a skincare line honestly mm -hmm. but i never really thought that i would i thought i was just going to do bath and body products for the family and maybe some friends but it just kept growing mm -hmm. and friends and family wanted to buy the lotion then and they were running out and so I was constantly making lotion mm. once I figured out how to do it mm -hmm. and so you know production was kind of an issue and trying to figure out um, all the different types of products and how to make all of them has been you know a challenge mm -hmm. so and the biggest challenge is a shelf life because you do have to have somewhat of a preservative in there but we didn't want to have very much mm -hmm. so I had to do a lot of research on how to get the most um, out of your product the, the longest shelf life but the least amount of preservative in there mm -hmm. you know so we only have like a year shelf life with which is different than most products most products can sit on the shelf for two to ten years mm. which is like incredibly mm -hmm. awful yeah because <laughs> isn't it like formaldehyde like, yeah and well, stuff yeah, like that they, can, that, they use that uh -huh. or they use a lot of phenols or parabens uh -huh. and, um really harmful for the body yeah. You know? yeah. So we oh. try to use a minimal amount so that, you know, you, what you're putting on your skin is beneficial. Mm hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's been um, the most challenging. Yeah. I would say. It's awesome, mm -hmm. though. I mean, it, the crazy thing is, is that people just don't know, too. Like, they don't yeah. know what's in their stuff. And right. I remember Logan was a newborn. Somebody invited me to go to this, like, uh, party of some sort and yeah. it was a wellness company yeah. and I was completely appalled by all the things all that the they had taught at this thing about how like Tide is banned in other countries oh, yeah. Cascade yeah. is you can't even ship it out of the country because it's so toxic Yeah. Um, I had no clue whatsoever yeah. and I think most people don't have any clue Right. and so after I learned that I went home because Logan was new baby got his little um, you know brand new baby sensitive lavender yeah. nighttime lotion I won't say the company it's specifically for babies and I googled every single ingredient on the back of the bottle mm -hmm. and I was so shocked like yeah. I am putting this on my newborn baby one of them specifically I don't remember which one it was said um harmful if absorbed through the skin <laughs> yeah and i was like I what know. the I'm heck slathering it this all over your tiny lotion. baby <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh what am i doing yeah but we don't know i mean it's no. not talked about it's just and what we do see is the commercial that says you know do you love your baby yeah <laughs> right then you better put this better lotion, put on lotion on them yeah yeah i know it's just not good yeah. So any anything I can do to help people know, mm -hmm. just and that's why I do a lot of DIY too, because some people can't really afford, you know, um, a more advanced 
mm-hmm. you know, professional type line. And so the blog was really started to kind of help people who want to make things themselves because I've made so many things mm-hmm. that I know what works and what doesn't. And so I want people to know. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like if you that's can't awesome. buy it, that's okay. If you have coconut oil, you can do a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There's so many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's awesome. It is. Okay. Really so we need to come back to the blog. Um, and it's the same website as the okay. products. They just have to go to blog. So. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's on the it's Green Egg Grace. There. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, there will be links too in the show notes, okay. so people can click through really easily and find that. I love that you provide the product, but you also provide the information, the knowledge. If yeah, they thanks. want to do it themselves. So what did you say? It was time number 80, what? 80, I think it was 86. 86, okay. Yeah, before uh, it even worked. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Gosh, but it just shows the perseverance that needs to happen Yeah. to, to succeed, to make it Yeah, you just great. keep trying mm-hmm. until you get it right. Right. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. Oh. Okay. So, I'm going to ask you my two questions okay. that I ask everyone. Yeah. And the first one is, is what do you feel has been the most vital to your growth? So, for me, it is learning about my personality, honestly. That has helped me so much. I have a somewhat rare personality type, as do you. <laughs> <laughs> and... um Knowing that helped me in so many ways because growing up, like I kept trying to be like everybody else and I'm like the 1%, right? So when you're the 1% personality and you're trying to be like the majority, Mm -hmm. it's miserable. Mm -hmm. So finding that out about myself, at first I rejected it, you know, I'm like, nope, nope, I'm just like everybody else. I'm not going (laughs) to, and even all the other personalities, you know, one's, you know, just like everybody else, but Mm -hmm. there are definitely groups of people that have like 20% of the population is this group and 15 and, Mm -hmm. you know, so on. So basically, if you're in a room full of people, you're going to be able to connect and understand at least a few of them. Right. When you're the 1%, it's really difficult. Mm-hmm. And it's hard not to be, um, you know, being a sensitive person, it's hard not to be offended, too. So mm-hmm. when I understand someone else's personality, then I'm much more likely to be loving and kind to them because I, I know that's just how they are. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't think about stuff five hours later. You know, that they said. Right. (laughs) They're not up at night, like, processing information that they read, you know, because it was bugging them. Uh Like, this is not the way people are. So, it Mm -hmm. helps to know that's just me and Mm -hmm. that's not them. Yeah. So, I can appreciate their style and mine. Mm -hmm. So, I just think everyone should get to know their own personality types. Yeah. And and more of a um, positive type personality testing I'm not a huge fan of Enneagram Mm. it's called Mm -hmm. it seems pretty negative to me Mm, it is yeah a little bit more Mm -hmm. I don't like that at all Mm -hmm. I feel like that's not a a healthy way to learn about yourself I would say more like Myers-Briggs or even like Strengths Finder Mm -hmm. I like those the newest one I've heard about lately I just took the test not too long ago is the um oh the six human needs Oh, and it's um, 
by I think it's Tony Robbins and Chloe Madonis. Oh, nice! That yeah. do it. Yeah. I'll uh, have to look at that one. It's really cool because it it talks about how we are all driven by these six needs and yeah. and our life is driven by how we put those needs in importance and level of importance. Oh, I'll have to look at so that it's one for yeah, sure. I know we it's did a good the other one too. one too. I liked that one that you gave in the um, where it talked about like different attributes. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called now. In Women Rising? Yeah. I think we just did Myers-Briggs, didn't we? We did that one and another one. Did was we like do an another one? Oh, okay. I liked that one, too. Yeah. So it was something like uh-huh. that, like to get yeah. to know yourself, I think is so beneficial. Yeah. It was my course, and I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no. Myers Briggs is the most popular. So it's yeah, easy yeah. to remember that. No, one. that's it's good. I do. I like doing. Oh yeah, I remember now. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I I do think it's fun to look at it from lots of different angles too. Yeah. Even like knowing your love language. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think that's helpful for um, in relationships, especially mm-hmm. because husbands are pretty willing to do that one. Yeah. Like that test. Myers-Briggs are more like, man, yeah. <laughs> so stop <true>. analyzing me. <laughs> the love language is like two, two yeah. minutes long. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> but I, you touched on something that I just want to talk about quickly because I wanted to uh, talk about earlier and I forgot, but you brought it up is the highly sensitive piece. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, it's helped to, to know that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Well, just, just so they know what we're talking about. Just knowing, like, that I am a highly sensitive person mm-hmm. has helped me because, you know, I, I am sensitive to light and loud noises. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And I just have to accept that. That's how yeah. myself, you know. Uh-huh. Totally. We live in a loud world, mm-hmm. so it's important that I get quiet time. Yeah. Every day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Aubrey just got a book called The Empath's Survival Guide. Oh, nice. And uh-huh. I think she's really liking it. I'm yeah. going to borrow it after she's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her and I connect very well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. So knowing more about your own personality, learning about your personality helps you own that and live in it rather than feeling like you need to change it to be something else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's huge. Love that. Okay. Number two is what do you want to make sure walking away from this that people know? Um, that's a hard question for me because I don't really, um, I mean, I was trying to think like when I was in that space where, I had just had a baby. I was like 16 years old and I was really down and out. I tried to think of like, what could someone tell me during that really difficult time Mm -hmm. now being out of it? And I think it would just be like, don't let your current situation define you. Mm -hmm. Um, And not only that, but like if I had had my faith during that time, because that has grown for me over the years. Mm-hmm. And I just wish I had had faith in Jesus and, you know, had known him 
during that time and known that that is not who I am. It was just my circumstances, mm. you know, because mm-hmm. that I felt pretty hopeless during that time. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. just wish someone had told me like, it's time to pray, honey, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to get through this and it's going to get better. Yeah. So it's huge. Yeah. You're going to make me tear up. I know. <laughs> I don't, I'm trying not to myself. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. true. In those moments, it feels like mm-hmm. this is forever. This is yeah. how it's going to be forever. And I'm all alone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and nobody cares. And you know, all that stuff you tell yourself when right. you're in that, that hard place. And mm-hmm. yeah. So. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. good. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, all right. So people can find you. Uh, I know you're on both. Facebook and Instagram, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You have Green Eyed Grace pages for both? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then do you have Natural Element Skin Spa too on both? Yes, I do. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, no, no, yeah, I do. (laughs) You do? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And you're... You're spending more time on the product line at this point. I am. Mm-hmm. I cut back my spa hours to focus more on the product line just because it is moving pretty quickly and mm-hmm. it needs my attention. Yeah? Yeah. It's awesome. So, mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. I hope I'm not going to have to find a new eyebrow No, person. no. <laughs> <laughs> I will still see you. That's... No. I'm just joking. I know. Someday you might not have time for my eyebrows, and that's okay. No, I will always have time for your eyebrows. Thanks. All right. So uh, social media and also your website, greeneyedgrace.com? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Where do you most like to be? Like, what's your favorite social media platform? Where do you usually interact and post the most um I would say I'm probably I probably respond most on Facebook I am kind of active on Instagram but yeah I would say Facebook is probably the biggest one okay Mm -hmm. cool yeah all right well thank you so much this has been amazing Thanks, Sarah. Yes, and I just love it how you're empowering people to 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 get more knowledge, like to Thanks. have more awareness about what yeah. they're putting on their body and in their body and yeah. how important that is. Yeah, thank you. And you're providing healthy, good alternatives. Yeah. Yeah. awesome yay Yay. thank you for agreeing to come and be on the show today of course thanks for having me yes i appreciate it all right my friends what an awesome interview i loved that she said her final lotion success came somewhere around batch number 86 This is such an important message for all of us. If you're creating something, it's not going to be perfect the first time. Keep going, keep trying, keep moving forward. It will all be worth it and all make sense at some point. And you will be so glad you didn't give up. 
Thank you, Bethel, for this wonderful interview. I appreciate your willingness to let us into your private world and share this space with all of us. And this episode of The We Podcast is brought to you by The We Spot, formerly known as The We Community. Yes, we changed the name, but it's still the same space to learn, grow, and connect with like-minded women. It's your spot for all your growth and community needs. Head on over to the Facebook community and get plugged in. There are giveaways and big announcements going on in that space, and we know you'll want to be a part of it. We also ask that if you love the Wee Podcast, that you write us a review. If you take a screenshot of the review and share it on your social media, tag me, Sarah Moneras, and the Wee Spot, and we will put you into a drawing to win some awesome swag. We may even share your review and give you a shout out on the next episode. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on our new episodes dropping every week. Thank you so much and we can't wait to see you over on social media. Thank you for being here today. It means a lot to us. Remember, your story makes you who you are. Speak your truth, grow constantly, rise above, and always know you are not on this journey alone. See you next time.